keeping it real and raw with Patrick Tremont. Hi, why are we into the thick of things? Why does everything that we have to say in our culture, in our society, that we sit there and come up with these words and phrases? And of course, there was always the word moist. And a lot of people hate that word. They're like, it's just nasty. It's gross. It's just kind of weird. And, you know, they just don't like it at all. And they're like, Ugh, I hate the word moist. Well, where did this, I mean, like the word Thick has always been out since the dawn of the Ice Ages, but now it's used in so many different terms and different phrases or different reasons than what it used to be. See, we used to say, oh, that's a thick slice of bread, which is over here in Texas. We call that Texas toast. But whenever you are sit there and you're thinking, <coughs> excuse me, when you're sitting there, and you're thinking about the word thick, you're like, okay, that's just like, you know, that it used to be like, that's a thick accent or a heavy accent, but they'd use the word thick. But now the word is used in for different reasons than it used within it was in the past. And I've kind of noticed that a lot. It's on TV, it's in movies, TV shows, and of course, you know, just hanging out with friends and everybody's using the word thick a lot. So I was just kind of wondering, why are we into the thick of things? Now, whenever you say the word thick, a lot of people are just like, okay, she's got a thick ass. So when you sit in there and you see a girl or maybe even a guy, but mainly it's like women who have the curvy features and they have like a wide bottom, which of course, Back in the day, it was always like, we want a woman with an hourglass figures because they used to say, and this is not for me, just repeating what I was heard all my life, that, you know, she's got the childbirthing hips. Well, to me, that was always offensive. I always thought, you know, I wouldn't want to sit there and think that, you know, I, you know, even if I don't have children or, or couldn't have children, why would somebody sit there and say, you know, that she's got childbirthing hips? But I guess that's just the way it was back in the day. And they would say these things to describe a woman. But now it's totally different. You know, it is you, the word is used uh, most commonly now is thick. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, this coffee is just not hitting the spot. I need probably my matcha green tea. Anyway, so when you're sitting there and you're thinking about the word thick, they're sitting there saying that, you know, oh, she's got a thick bottom. You know, now look, Queen made a song called Fat Bottom Girls, which at the time, back in the 70s, it was kind of a little bit, you know, um, you know, uh, taboo. You know, because they would call the girls fat bottom girls. So they took out the word in our vocabulary of, you know, being that was the phrase back then, man, she's got a fat bottom or whatever. Well, you know, but now if you call the woman and say she's got a fat head, then you know damn good and well that that's an insult, right? But, you know, they used to say, you know, she's got a fat bottom, which means, which in terms was a compliment. The people would sit there and say, oh, she's got a fat bottom. This is great. You know, blah, blah, blah. And that was a compliment back in the day. But now as our, you know, society changes and all this stuff, and we've become very, very sensitive to a lot of, you know, phrases and words and all this stuff, <clears throat> which in terms is, you know, justifiable. But 
it's like nobody uses the word fat anymore because it has a negative connotation to it and when you're describing something. Unless it could be used as something good, like he's got a fat dick. Okay, now that may not be an insult, but a woman doesn't want to hear that she's got a fat bottom. But I don't think a guy is going to matter mind if he sits there and says that he's got a fat penis. So see how the word and the phrasing really is. See how it could be taken any kind of way. Well, now we're into the word to describe a woman that's voluptuous, you know, say Nicki Minaj or the Kardashians are a very good example. Okay, so you've got the Kardashians who've made a thick bottom, you know, very popular. And so a lot of them have plastic surgery out there, a lot of women, not just the Kardashians or whatever, but. And I think that is still a debate to know if they actually had butt implants. We know like Madonna did, and we know that other celebrities and singers have. But now I think J-Lo's butt is probably real, okay, and Shakira, okay? I believe those butts are real. But now <clears throat> I'm thinking that the Kardashians are probably a little bit enhanced, I'm just saying. This is just, you know, allegedly it's enhanced. But now you have these people that say, you know, she's got a thick bottom. And to me, I'm not really sure if I'm just on the fence post about that, if it's offensive or not. I think that it can be taken offensively. I think it can be used in a derogatory way. So if you sit there and you say she's got a thick bottom or whatever, it, I think it really depends on what you say and how you say it and whom you are speaking to. So if you're sitting there and you're talking to a friend and, and some person, if, okay, let's just take the equation. Let's take the, the female out of it. Let's just put male or female because there's some guys out there that have, you know, big old booties too. Okay, now in the gay culture, they love big booty. Even though, you know, for whatever reason, but some of them don't do anything with it, but they've got a big booty. So you might see this tush and then you might go, oh, my God, they've got a fat bottom. You know, that's to me an insult. But if you sit there and say, which is supposed to be OK, they've got a thick butt. OK, that's kind of weird. Or now, you know, you can even say a big butt or whatever. But now it's like the word thick is overused. So. I mean, it like I said before, it can be taken in many, many ways, and you can use it for to describe many things. But, you know, it, it's kind of an insult if you sit there and you think about it, and you're like, um, he's got a thick neck. Well, nobody wants to hear that they got a thick neck. That means they got a fat-ass neck, right? But it's okay to say that she's got a thick butt. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm on the fence about this. I think it, it could be taken either way, and I'm not sure that I even like it or not. I think that it could be an insult either way that you think about it. You know, if it, I don't care how you say it. But now, now I, I think also, too, maybe some women think it's okay. They might think that it's okay to sit there and say, and, and, and receive such a compliment or a comment like that and say, oh, yeah, I've got a thick butt. You know, she might be OK with that. Maybe she wants that kind of attention or whatever if she overhears the conversation. But I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. I think it can be taken either way. OK, like just like the word big boned. Now, when somebody says that someone is big boned now, that is still used in 
our society. People still use the phrase big boned for um, many different reasons. Now, when somebody uses the word big boned, they could be saying that it's, you know, to specify or to discuss someone or to make a comment about someone that is a bigger person, bigger built, right? Male or female. And some people do think that that is an insult. But actually, it's, I don't think it really is an insult. I think it just depends on the recipient of it. So somebody can sit there and say, well, because I've always been said that I was small framed. So, I mean, if I want, I could say, you know, I'm small boned or I'm small framed, you know, because I'm just a more of a little guy, you know, little, you know, I'm not really tall and I'm not really heavy. I mean, I'm heavy now, but I used to be really thin. And so a lot of people would say, you know, you're a small framed guy. And then, but then again, when somebody else is bigger, um, you say big boned. So I think that phrases sometimes, or, you know, the words that are used can actually, it depends on the recipient of it, right? So I think anything can be an insult, but it's really not meant to be an insult at all. And so a lot of people, I do know people who were like, you know, big, bone. like throughout my life, you know, people are like big boned. I'm not big boned. And, you know, I'm just, you know, just a bigger person or whatever. But I think big boned came from like a phrase back years and years ago, you know, where they were describing somebody that has nothing to do with really a weight issue. And I think that's where it's mis. You know, there's a misconception about it. It's not really about weight. It's about the frame and the, the makeup of your body and how you carry yourself. So, but, um, so big bone doesn't have to be an insult, but we, you know, kind of see it now as, I guess, as an insult. Some people do just like people say, I'm a small framed guy. I mean, I could take that as an insult, you know, if I wanted thinking, what do you think I'm, you know, this or that or anorexic or kind of crazy or just, you know, petite or I'm not a, a big guy or whatever. Or I'm not macho or whatever, you know, so those things can all be misconstrued and taken in a different way than what you would. So, but thickness, I don't know. Back in the day, you'd say, oh, she's thick, but it didn't mean as a compliment. It was really meaning like, you know, she's a you know, a or a guy is a heavier person. And so that was a polite way of saying they're fat or whatever. But now all the words that we use, are we just so sensitive now that we can't even talk to one another? Everything now is through texting or messaging or social media. And then when we get in public and we see each other, it's like almost we're so afraid to be our authentic selves that we don't know exactly how to communicate the right way. We're scared to say what our feelings really are, even if we don't mean it in a derogatory way. And that's the problem. You know, we don't know how to communicate with each other anymore. And a lot of people are very ultra sensitive now. So you can't use words or phrases. You can't say anything or whatever. And it just depends on at the moment. That's what's okay. It's okay to sit there and say something. The word thick, for instance, is a phrase that's used now to describe, you know, the voluptuous, you know, bottom of a male or female or whatever. Right. So it's okay to sit there and say, oh, they're thick. Well, okay, so that's trendy right now. 
But what happens in another few years from now when the trend is over, then people are going to be very sensitive about that. So it's kind of like, you know, it's just used in so many shows now. And I just recently watched some shows where they're like, you know, she's really thick. All right. You know, and these guys are talking and they're all macho and shit. And they're like, that, yeah, you know, she's really thick. She got thick ass. I'm going to tap that, whatever. But really, to me, you know, when I sit there and I think about it, I think it can be as an insult. You know, because they're just talking about her booty or whatever. And to me, I think, you know, when somebody is, you know, well proportioned, I think that's even better. That's just what I prefer. But if you but if you sit there and you think about it, these women now thinking that because of thickness, because of these supposedly quote unquote compliment of using the word thick, that people want to go out and get butt implants and they want to sit there and, you know, alter their you know, their tush in order to attract, you know, and be attractive. So I think that it's just kind of crazy. You know, that's just my opinion. And it's kind of like, how do you sit there and to talk to anybody anymore and then use these phrases? And then, you know, sooner or later, it's just not going to be, you know, the end thing anymore. So to be thick or not to be thick. I mean, that is the question. Now, when we sit there and we think about, uh, you know, love and happiness and romance and all these things, do you think that it's really good to sit there and to, you know, with your significant other, do you sit there and send, you know, text messages, be a little flirty? Do you send like a cute little pic? Do you want the kind of, do you need that sort of attention during the day to give or receive it? Is that something that is still relevant when you're married or if you're seriously dating? Okay, so it could be any kind of way. Do you think that you necessarily have to have that sort of communication throughout the day while working? And, you know, just to kind of keep it up and going, I think that it's okay to have communication. You're talking about like, you know, work or kids or drama or whatever's going on in your life. But, you know, the flirt, is there art to the flirt anymore? You know, do you need to kind of keep that little flirtation going to kind of keep things, you know, rolling and selling in your life? Is that necessary, you think, once you're, you know, really committed? Is that is that something that we all need to consider and continue doing? So it's really something that, you know, a lot of people, of course, are wondering, is it is it really necessary to kind of keep it going, to keep that flirt going once you've already snagged the person, you started dating them, they're hot, they're wonderful, they're romantic, they're sweet, they're all this and all that. And you already, you're already with them, you already moved in, you've already got that U-Haul, you know, going and, and, and then you're married, you know, and then so is it really necessary to have that flirt going? Because I think that once you, you know, um, once you kind of like have been committed for a while, it is, it's good to kind of keep that kind of like little flirty and the vibe going. And I think it's, you know, sexy and a little outrageous sometimes or whatever. I mean, I know I like it. I think it's, it's fun whenever I receive something like from my spouse 
and he, you know, sends me a little something like, you know, whatever. I'm not going to reveal that because it's private, but you know, nothing crazy, but, <clears throat> but you know, he's, he's, you know, cute and doing whatever. And then I, you know, respond back or maybe I might initiate it. So that's okay to have those kind of moments in your life. I think a lot of people were thinking once you get married or once you get committed and you know you're not married but you're you've already shacked up, you're you know, you're dating for a while, you don't necessarily have to kind of keep that romance going because you're already there. Now I've heard people say in the past before they're like, "Oh my god, Honey, I don't need to do all that. I've talked to enough people, men and women. They're like, I don't need to do all that because they know how I feel. They know I love them. They know that we're together. They, you know, they should already know all this. I'm too busy to do that. I'm too busy to do, to do this. So they're like, I'm, you know, I'm cool with it. They're cool with it. So we don't really need to, need to kind of do that, you know. But in my opinion, like I told them. It's just fun. It's a little bit fun and flirty to sit there and and uh, shoot them a little text. Now that texting is so you know the prominent communication in our world, um, but it's like you know send them a little text of something sweet. I mean, it doesn't have to be sexual and doesn't have to be romantic. It can just be a, a very simple little heart emoji or a little, what is that one? That blow kiss emoji. You can do all those things. And, uh, and it just shows them that you're thinking about them. You could be thinking about a song could be playing and you could be thinking about your partner and you're like, oh my God, you know, and then it takes just five seconds to send that and it would totally make their entire day. I have to say, I know I love it, but you know, I'm romantic that way. And I do think about my spouse throughout the day and he makes me laugh. So I sit there and I think about things. Sometimes I send stuff. Sometimes I don't. I mean, I know he's busy. I'm busy, blah, blah, blah. But it is a romantic thing that no matter how long you've been together or no matter as soon as you shack up and you or you've been married, whatever, and you have, you know, 2.5 kids, blah, blah, blah. It's OK to sit there and to let them know that you're thinking about them, because to me, romance is always, you know, a winner. Is it okay for a grown person, male or female, to have a stuffed animal? Now, that has been a hot topic throughout my life, and I think it's just hilarious. Because now, look, here's the truth of the matter. I've had this stuffed animal since I was a child. His name is Rags. He is a bear, and he's cute as a button, and he's in great condition. He was like, I don't know. I wouldn't say he was my best friend, because remember about my Monopoly game, I had to play by myself. Monopoly, yes. But Rags was always with me when I was a kid. Like, we're talking small child all through my entire life. So it's one thing that I've always held on to my entire life is this teddy bear. Like seriously, I've washed him. I've slept with him. He's traveled. I think he's been to some wonderful places. Um, I, he, I think he needs his own social media account. But it is, I know some people are thinking, what is a grown man or a grown, let's just take me out of it and let's 
put other people involved because I know women who do it. And I think it's okay for a girl to have like a stuffed animal or something, even if she's 60. I don't know. But but for some reason, well, females get away with a few other things that males can't do. But I'm a special kind of male. But this bear has been with me since I was a kid. So now I have recently talked to a couple of celebrities that I've interviewed in the past. And I'll keep them nameless. But off record, I did ask them because I've seen it. And I'm talking about their stuffed animal collection or a particular bear or bunny rabbit that has been in their life that they've had that was a stuffed animal. So I said, is it okay to have this? Is it juvenile to have it? Is it is it meaningful? I mean, if I had, you know, like somebody to pass it down to, I guess that'd be different. Like, you know, would would somebody want it? I don't I'm you know, I don't have grandchildren to sit here and say this was grandpa's uh, first of all, I'm not really old enough to have a grandkid. At least I don't think so. But if I am, then I'm doing the math wrong. But it doesn't matter because I still look good. But anyway, so I'm thinking that, you know, I'm not going to have like these grandkids. that I'm going to pass this teddy bear down to. And for me, I think it just signifies a lot of happiness, but also a lot of, um, you know, childhood memories that were not so good that this bear comforted me in. So whenever I make up our bed, this bear does make an appearance. Now, whenever I <laughs> married my husband and he was like, what? Mm, okay. What's this stuffed animal thing here doing? You know, we've got these cute little pillows and blah, blah, blah. And then we have this bear. And I said, well, that's rags. And he makes an appearance in the bed. He doesn't sleep with me and I'm not going to cuddle with him because I'm going to be cuddling with you. But, you know, he is there. And I think it's just a way of I don't know, kind of having something that has always been with you your entire life. So to me, sometimes the, the, the best things in life are not the things that, you know, that you think are important. You know, of course, those things are important, but sometimes it's the small things like this stuffed animal that probably costs, you know, less than 20 bucks back in the day or maybe even 10 bucks. But it has been with me throughout my entire childhood. Now. I think that some people who don't have that privilege of or, you know, or, or the way to save their belongings or whatever, like in the past, a lot of people don't hold on to stuff. And I've realized that a lot of people let things go. They totally just let it go for whatever reason. There's many reasons why they don't hold on to their memories or their box of belongings or whatever from their past. And um, so I, though, don't really I do hold on to some things, but then rags i just couldn't see myself just you know just tossing him out because he's been with me my entire life now going back to the celebrities i asked them i said you know i've been doing my research and i do see this stuffed animal so what does that stuffed animal signify now they didn't want that to necessarily be part of the conversation on you know with me interviewing them and um not and nor that it was important for me to put that on the podcast with them, but it showed me an insight of who they are. So you have these media personalities, you have these celebrities, these famous people that are having something in their life that they've held on to for 30, 40, sometimes even 50 plus years that they've held on to their entire life because it brings them comfort or joy. So, 
I guess my question is, is it weird to sit there and have like, you know, a childhood stuffed animal still in your life? And even though you're a grown adult, male or female, and you're a grown adult and you have this animal. So I think that it's okay. And I think everybody should be free to be and enjoy it and embrace it. And so my husband doesn't really give me too much shit about it. I mean, you know, he doesn't really have anything like that himself that he's, you know, kept. But, you know, that that to each his own. You know, he chose not to have something like that and keep it in his life. I, though, said, I don't know. The first thing that I'm grabbing in a fire, of course, is I'm be I'm gonna be waking up my husband and getting him out. I'm gonna grab my 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 girls, Roxy and Finley, important paperwork, and you know anything else that is really quick. You know what I mean? But I'm going to grab rags. Thank y'all for listening to Real and Raw with Patrick Tremont. I am now in 21 countries. I've got listeners all over the globe, and I'm so appreciative, blessed, and thankful. So thank you all for sharing my podcast with your friends and extending out throughout the country through social media and all the networks and also because of each and every one of you being so kind so wonderful and you know just supportive so thank you so much you can catch me on all major platforms anywhere you listen to a podcast or any kind of station that you like uh, it doesn't really matter research me uh, sit there and just put it in, um, you know, into your uh, phone and just, you know, uh, select a station or a place for where you listen to your podcast. And I should be there. Or you can tell Alexa to sit there. And if I say it too loud, she'll do it. But you can tell Alexa to uh, listen to me as well. So thank you all so much for listening to Real and Raw with Patrick Tremont. It's always a pleasure. If you have any comments or questions or show ideas, feel free to just hit me up. I appreciate all the love and support. Thank you all so kindly. It's been Real and Raw with Patrick Tremont.